with uh, rest, Lord God, with wisdom, discernment, finances, Lord God, um, that they would be able to use with time and the resources that have been uh, that you have given them, Lord God, and that they would be able to just continue to, to do your work, Lord. I pray that you would um, help them to find uh, new donors, Lord God, and that the donors that they do have would just uh, be able to even bless them more, Lord God, and bless their donors for, for being faithful and stewarding their money, Lord God, and being able to give, Lord. Um, and Lord, I just... Uh, I pray, Lord, that you would continue to help us to grow in our wisdom and our knowledge of you, Lord God, our love for you, Father, our love for one another. I pray that you would add to our numbers those that are being saved, Father God. And I just pray for uh, our time together, Lord God, and pray that we would have ears that hear what your spirit is saying to us, Lord God, and um, that you would strengthen Rob as he guides us through the word, Lord God, and for being able to to be a part of um, this fellowship, Lord God, and I pray that you would just bless our time together, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's worship our King. I searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. Every 
Yes, I 
This is the hardest, the hardest song my heart will sing. My words are broken, my dreams still end. How do I say what I don't mean?
circumstances may be, Father, <coughs> no matter what we are holding on to and waiting for, Father, ultimately know, God, that you, Father, are the source of our joy and our hope, yes. and our hope in you will never disappoint us. Father, we thank you that you will see us through, and you would be our strength, that you would be our shield. Father, that you would be our rear guard. Father, that you are our strong tower. Mm -hmm. God, that you are our healer, our deliverer. Father, that you are, oh Father, salvation. Yes, Lord Jesus, that you came to redeem <coughs> us, Lord. You came to, to reconcile us back to the Father, that we may be at peace with God through Jesus Christ our Lord. And Father, for that we thank you. Father, for you are truly good to us. And so, Father, we thank you for the opportunity to gather, to open up your word, Lord Jesus, yet again to have an opportunity to hear your word, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are our teacher, that you are our comforter, that you are our guide, and that we are called to walk in step with you. <clears throat> so, Father, may we put aside all the distractions and cares and Father, may we just settle our hearts and our minds unto Christ. And we say, come Lord Jesus, come. We ask and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God is good. Amen. amen, amen. Application. This word that I've been holding up for now, uh, ten months. <laughs> We've heard it over and over and over every time we get together. I've been thinking this week, it's kind of been a weird week this week with just a lot of stuff going on and then all the events that happened yesterday in Israel and just the, the images that are coming from Israel and just what these people are enduring. Um, it, it's horrific. Um, when I hear about conferences that are taking place in our nation, Oh, Lord Jesus, reaching to the LGBTQ community, basically offering them the right to remain as they are. Um, as one pastor said it, um, well, if you can't pray it away, then God must be okay with it. I go, oh, God. And I've been, for years now, for the past few years now, really trying to encourage us and not just us, believers that I counsel with and I meet with throughout the weeks. And man, we're living in some crazy times. <laughs> and the way we've done church, it, we just can't continue to do what we've done because we're not creating disciples. 
We are creating apostates. We are living in a day and age where I keep in, in, informing you all. You can just open your eyes. You can just see out there <laughs> that they want to deconstruct the faith. They want to rewrite Christianity and they want it all to be the way they want it to be. We've been told now, and what the church is being told now in our generation, that the Christ of which we've heard of is not the Christ at all. And so there's this huge evangelical movement within the West to deconstruct the faith. And I just go, good Lord. You know, they can have whatever they want to do. They can deconstruct, they can do whatever, but what they must do then is remove Christ. You know, back in the, you know, I'm hearing all these ministers who were solid ministers at one point, and it's like as if they woke up, and now what they believe is totally different, and they're apologizing. They're apologizing for their message of purity. They're apologizing for the message of, of freedom and hope. They're apologizing. And I just go, what have we gone to? But then I'm reminded... <laughs> Then I'm reminded, Jesus, none of this has taken you by surprise. In fact, God, you tell us this is going to happen. And that's what always brings me back to when my mind and my heart and, and my very being is shaken to its core just because of the chaos and the darkness that we see in this world. He always humbles me and reminds me, this has to happen. And so the joy that I get from it is when I see it, it's like, God, then you're closer than like at any moment, Lord. You know, Jesus, you, you, you will gather us. Like, we're with you. We're, we're out of here. But one thing I really love is when, when in the Word, when He tells us, when you see all these things happening, the gospel will still go forth in the earth. Nothing's going to stop that. And that's like, wow, God. To center our hearts back on Jesus. Because <laughs> there's so much out there. There's so much out there. There's so much out there. And there's so much stuff within <laughs> the institution of the church itself. <laughs> That's not even Christ-like. We're, we're peddling a message that does not transform people. And the gospel transforms people. I mean, that's the reality. That's the word of God. That's the whole understanding of why Christ came. I mean, he, he has come to set the captives free. He has come that we might be born again of a new nature. The old has passed away. Behold, all things are new. And so as Christians, we're not ignorant of the fact that we're not trying to be Christian perfectionists. You know, this is not a message of Christian perfectionism. Well, what it is is a message of, of the Christ who came, the, the Son of God, the Messiah, the one who was mentioned from the very beginning that he would come and crush the head of the enemy, Satan. That he would set the captives free, that he would open up the blind eyes. That he would reconcile the created back to their creator. Because God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever shall believe in him shall not perish, 
but have eternal life. But even Jesus, as I was mentioning last week, and I'm sure you've heard me mention it over and over and over and over, because that's what the Word of God mentions. He himself says, what, do you think I came to bring peace? (laughs) He also says, I didn't come into the world to condemn the world because the world already stands condemned. He came to save the world. This message, this message, this incredible gift from God, his son, who, who would lay down his life and take upon the punishment that we deserve. The rebellious creation that's in rebellion towards a holy God that we demand that we're God. Now you're not, we are. And we're so rebellious that we're even take some of the truth in which we've heard of this holy God and we'll strip him down and make him so common and now we make him an idol. We may even slap his name on it. But yet he's serving us. But that's not the gospel. The gospel is seen, really, God's love for you to reveal himself through his son Jesus. That he would lay down his life for us. That he would take up this punishment that we deserve That he would rise on the third day, (laughs) defeating the very nature that has enslaved us to rebellion. I don't know if if we grasp that or not. Because if if he did not accomplish what he came to do, then we're all fools. We might as well just go live, eat, drink, and be merry. The Bible's very clear. And His grace can't be so cheapened that we just keep doing what we want to do and live how we want to live and demand Him to follow us along with it. Because that's not, that's not Christianity. That's not the gospel. That's not the gospel. Like we are new creations. The old is behind us. And yet, though, we are still encased in this flesh with its desires and its rebellion. The Bible says is that war within us with this new creation. So what do we do with that daily? Do you give thought to that? The Bible is very clear. It tells us what to do daily. That's it. I keep telling y'all, you all know your old selves better than anyone. And so when that old self wants to rise up, you need to remind it that it has been crucified to his cross. It is no longer I who live, but it's Christ living in and through me. So then now how then shall I live? 
And I keep encouraging y'all, like over the past month or so, that everything your old self experienced back here, your new nature in Christ knows nothing of it. That's why it's not enslaved to it. It's liberated in Christ. You have the Holy Spirit when you receive Christ. If you truly have received Christ, you've been born again of this new nature. Your eyes are open. And you're like, oh. And, and you have humbled yourself. You've considered the cost. Because remember, Jesus himself said, consider the cost before he began to follow me. He himself did not peddle out this weird kumbaya message to people. He knows those who are truly his, and he knows those who aren't. Not everyone is going to heaven. Not everyone is bound for glory. But he comes to save the world. He knows the world stands condemned. There's an appointed hour, an appointed day and time that the wrath of God is going to be unleashed upon the earth. And then we, the people of God, who, who were saying that we belong to him, that we believe upon him, that we have received from him that we are these born again people who are no longer children of wrath but now children of God we have a new identity we're walking in step with the Holy Spirit because the Bible says that we're to walk habitually in the spirit so that we will not gratify the desires of the flesh in 1 John, he says, I write to you that you would not sin, but if you do remember Jesus, like remember the newness that has come forth from your life that you might live and not die. And so it's a life of maturing. It's a life that you're applying truth, and it's the truth that sets you free without application. Without application. You're just still that old wretched person in rebellion to a holy God. I don't care what your form of religion is. You just learned how to manipulate God. I told, I told y'all, I think it was last week or the week before. Y'all just think your church attendance gets you in. You're in one day and out the next. In one day and out the next. Up, down, left, right, here, there, gone tomorrow. In it for a minute, gone for the season. And you're treating God like you do a human lover. What are, we, what are we doing? Like my phrase this week that I keep reminding myself is your choices have consequences. And not just for you, but for those around you. Like your choices have consequences. And we've got to stop being these weird people who just want to keep hiding, these people who just want to keep putting on this religious mask in this face and, and pretending that we have something that we really don't have. <laughs> like, our choices have consequences. 
choose you this day. Life or death. Choose. Like, when you got up this morning, when you, when you made your way over, what were you choosing? Did you give thought of where you were coming? Did you prepare your heart for the day, even before your feet hit the floor? Some of us are so bound to our circumstances, we're not even bound to Christ. And our lives are to be bound to Christ. Christ and to Christ alone. That's why we can say, you're so good to me. Even if what the doctor says, and there's no medication to prescribe for the pain I'm in, and it's a bleak future ahead, you're still good. Even if I never hear from the people or the persons who have injured me and hurt me that they're sorry, it's okay because you're still good. You see, I don't know how you see him. I don't know who he is to you, but if he's God, if he's the resurrected one, if he is seated at the right hand of the throne of God, then why do we keep living lives as if he's still stuck in that tomb? We gotta wake up, y'all. We gotta wake up. We gotta wake up. The hour is urgent. The hour is urgent. People need Christians to be Christians. Not just holding a form of religion and denying the power to transform. Remember, the kingdom of God is just not a lot of talk. What's coming forth from your life? And not just a, 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 again, not just religious works. The works come forth from salvation. You don't work to get salvation. But when you receive what Christ has done, and you are saved through Christ and Christ alone, Works just come forth. Fruit just produces in your life. Not in anything of yourself, but what he does in and through you. And it's lasting fruit. It's not fruit that just buds for a season and wilts the next. But a lasting, continual change of heart, of mind, of your choices, so I'm no longer thinking that way. So then, now then, how shall I think? You know, when the Bible says, take every thought captive and bring them into the obedience of his lordship. Like that's not a suggestion for believers. It's how we should be living. And in and of ourselves, we don't know that. In and of ourselves, we're, we're sinners. And of ourselves, we're in rebellion. That's why we have to remind ourselves, oh, but that old nature, that old man, that old woman is nailed to his cross. We've crucified it there. I mean, even, even I mean, and, and each of these areas that the Bible exposes that the enemies of our very soul, this realm in which we cannot see, 
Because we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but with rulers and principalities and air in the darkness. Then we have the world system that presents all of this foolishness to us to entice this flesh. And I keep encouraging you to make sure you understand that your flesh only knows one thing, and it's to die. It's in rebellion towards its maker, and it nothing but longs death. For the wages of sin is death. And that's all your flesh knows. But God, through Christ, has stripped sin and death of its power. So then, now how then shall we live? Oh, do you know Jesus? You know, those who were around Jesus, those who encountered Christ, their lives were forever changed. And it's a continual process throughout the generations until he returns. Lives are being changed. Transform. That's why the gospel will still go forth no matter how dark in the world and chaotic the world gets or how the religious institutions want to rewrite what they want to rewrite. No matter what's coming against the church, praise be to God, the gates of hell shall not prevail. <laughs> so why are we walking around all humdrum defeated? Well, you don't understand my life. Okay, fine. And I keep telling you all, I keep telling you all, it's not that we don't face reality of our lives. Yes, our lives, we may be enduring. But guess what? Keep enduring. For the sake of Christ. For the cause of Christ. For the glory of Christ. If he brought you to it, he'll see you through it. Stop demanding of him to change everything and then I'll follow you. <laughs> then I'll praise you. <laughs> then I'll take the step of faith. Oh no, oh no. you got to go through because in this world you will have trouble. But be of good cheer, Jesus says. What do you mean, Jesus? Be of good cheer. Don't you see what I'm going through? <laughs> oh, don't you remember, Rob? I've already overcame it. Get up and live. My body's weakened. Get up and live. But you don't know what's going to Get up and live. Choose you this day. The beginning of this year, I mentioned to you all, I mentioned to some of you that I met one-on-one -on -one with, like I believe Jesus is asking us, do you want to be healed? Like he did to the man at the pool. And I'm not just talking about a physical healing, though that could be. <laughs> but I'm just talking about healed. I think a lot of times or we're not experiencing maturity in our lives as Christian is because we're still down on our mat, making our excuses. Well, no one's helping me. And the church isn't doing this for me. The church isn't doing that. The pastor don't even call me back. The, 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 the ladies in the church here. And, all of it, and we just have all these excuses and these excuses and these excuses. No one's doing for me. Jesus says, that's not what I'm asking. I asked you, do you want to be healed? Yes, Lord. Then get up. Pick up your mat. And walk.
oh, Jesus, don't you want to, you know, spit in your hand or rub something in my eyes? Don't you, don't you want to do something miraculous, Jesus? Don't you, come on, Lord, don't you want to do something miraculous? Show off, God. Now, just get up. Pick up your mat and walk. And the beauty of it is, not on our own strength, but in His. Peace for today. Strength for today. Maybe it's maybe just for the hour. Maybe it's just for the next five minutes, but take the next five minutes after that. And the next five minutes after Don't put your mat back down. You gotta keep moving. You gotta keep moving. Where we've created this Christian life to be this, you know, glory hallelujah, you know. This this no life without any issues or trouble. I don't know. Because we don't see it anywhere. All we see is people whose lives have been changed because, especially from the book of Acts on, because the Holy Spirit, because Jesus says, I have to go away so that he may come. Who, Jesus? The Holy Spirit. He's our teacher. He's our guide. He's our comforter. We're, to, we're now empowered. God himself in us. Bringing forth the will of God through us to accomplish the purpose of God for the glory of God. Not so that I can have my best life now. <laughs> So whatever I'm facing today, God, for the glory of God. Whatever I must endure today, God, for the glory of God. For the glory of God. That's why I spent 10 months on application. You would think it's a simple word. It's a simple process that people would understand and grasp. But I keep challenging y'all. How are you doing with it? And I said, don't beat yourself up. If you're not seeing yourself even applying anything, and, and your Christian life is just where it was, you know, back in January, well, don't beat yourself up. Don't get in that weird thing that we do. We make it all about us. Oh, I'm a bad Christian. Can't be like everyone else. Can't be as huge. And we just turn on around because of the game. We make it about us. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with Christ. So what do you do? Repent. Because... It's his loving kindness that leads us to repentance. He reveals to you, you're not moving. You're making a mockery of me. Get up from where you are. Repent. We've got more excuses for our complacency. We've got more excuses for our lack of love and zeal for the things of God. And we expect him to understand all of it. Because you know, you, you, you know, you know. Yeah. And that's why he sent Jesus. That's why 
how Jesus accomplished what he accomplished. That's why the Holy Spirit has come forth. That's why we're called not to live lives that grieve the Spirit. <laughs> I don't know. But application. And the definition I keep holding up to you all. Sustained effort, hard work. Sustained effort, hard work. To give one's full attention to. You're not to have a divided heart. Well, I will on Sundays. I'll sit down and have my little devotion time. And the Annette, we get up and we forget what we just read. James tells us, like, you just can't be hearers of the word. You have to be doers of the word. Why? You can't be like the man who looks intently in the mirror at himself and then turns away and forgets what he looks like. And so as we are looking intently into the word of God, how dare we close it and then go back to our old ways, to our old selves. Or this new self that we created in our own image. Pretending somehow, some way, we're in right standing with God. The devil don't mind your religion. I mean, do you understand what you're up against? There would be people who would say, but Lord, didn't we? It's like, I don't know you. Oh, come on, Jesus. How fair is that? No, it's just. But we did this, and we did that, and we did this, and we did that, and we did that. But I don't know you. Depart from me. Well, I don't like to look at Jesus that way, so that's your Jesus. That's not my Jesus. It's weird. What's going on? I mean, it really is. I keep telling you, stop cowering down to others and appeasing the gods they serve. Because you're embarrassed of the God, the God in whom you say you're in relationship with. The almighty God, but no, 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 I'm going to appease your God because I just want to make sure you're comfortable. What kind of nonsense are we doing? And I'm not telling you to go out there and act a nut. But go out there and be disciples of Christ. Loving and serving. They hated him, they're going to hate you. They called him the devil, they're going to call you worse things. (laughs) But what did Christ do? He kept going. Because he knew who he was. See, when you know your identity in Christ, and you know that what's come forth from your life, you, listen, I keep telling you, the man I am today, I wouldn't have chosen this in and of myself. I know what my old self liked. I knew who I was. Running amok. And so do you. But we've been born again. Sustained effort. Hard work. Living for Christ. 
dying daily to ourselves. How now then shall I live? My life is not my own. God, how may I serve you and others this day? It's not my circumstances. I keep telling you all. I went through a season. It was years. I said, Lord, is this season ever going to end? No, it's not. And it almost had me to the point of just just choking life out of me. Became bound by anxiety and panic and just discouragement and just, oh, just everything. (laughs) Until one day, I said, what am I doing? (laughs) Oh, Lord, I fell in the trap. Fell in the trap. Can't blame anyone else. Just fell right in. Those choices have consequences. And yet though I loved Christ, I, I wasn't making the right choices to honor Christ. Became so religious and I tried to fit into conforming to what man says. <laughs> I totally started neglecting what God began in me. And once I repented, once I threw that off of me, my circumstances haven't changed. They're still around me. The only thing that's changed is Christ in me. I lean more on Him every day. Say, okay, Lord. I will serve you and you alone. Circumstances may never change. But there's one thing for sure I know. You're on that throne. You're not pacing back and forth trying to figure it all out. What do we do now? What do we do now? You're seated. Like everything's purposed and planned because you're sovereign. I can trust in that because you're not man that you should lie. So I can go through, I can endure, not in and of myself. And that's why I love scripture when, when it tells us about trials, the purpose behind them, perseverance, character, and hope. Ultimately, that hope is in Christ. Never disappoint you. Endurance, perseverance must finish its work so that you are complete, not lacking anything. My God. Sustained effort, hard work, application. This life is no longer your own. You're not living your old life with Jesus just slapped on your forehead. It's a whole new way of life. Empowered by what Christ accomplished for us. And then when you see what's going on around us, and you just go, Oh Lord, this is ramping up. But this is okay, but as the church, we're not to be quaking, we're not to be running around, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. No, we're just even be serving even at a greater level, loving at a greater level, just living our lives out. So that when people look at us, they say, 
There's something different about you. Oh, it's not something, it's someone. Oh, you, do, you want to, do you want to have a conversation? Are you open to hear about what Jesus has done? And not just for me, but what did he do for you? There is a way to be reconciled back to your creator, and it's through Jesus. Are you having spiritual conversations out there? People are open to them. We have the opportunity each and every single day to seize the day. Carpe diem. Seize the day. And yet we're so distracted. But application, you all. And we've heard this. Applying the Bible is the duty of all Christians. Not just some Christians, but everyone. If we don't apply it, the Bible becomes nothing more to us than a normal book and a practical collection of old manuscripts. That's why Paul says, whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. When we apply the Bible, God himself is with us. The degree to which we study Memorize and meditate on God's word is the degree to which we understand how it applies to our lives. But understanding how the word applies is not enough. We must actually apply it. Application implies action. And obedient action is the final step in causing God's word to come to life in our lives. The application of scripture enforces and further enlightens our study and it also serves to sharpen our discernment, helping us to better distinguish between good and evil. And oh, how in these days, we need to be able to distinguish between good and evil. And we got to stop appeasing the little gods. And we got to start standing in the truth of the one and only God. And just because you stand upon his truth does not make you unloving. Though the world will tell you you're unloving, you're the problem. You're the one who's causing all of this. (laughs) You don't get mad. You don't have to fight back with people. Don't fight with people. Love them enough to turn them over, okay? (laughs) They have a right to live however they want. They have a right to worship and live and do whatever they want. I don't hate them. They're not our enemies. Get stop looking at these groups that they're our enemies. They're not our enemies. But that which is controlling them, that's the enemy. And you spend more of your time running your mouth about them instead of interceding and praying at that level. (laughs) You're still running your mouth about your office worker here or your neighbor there or this family member over here. When the problem is not them. The problem is this. (laughs) And that rebellious nature in which they are bound to that makes them the children of Satan. Oh, do you ever pray for their eyes to be open? Because you can't curse them out of your mouth one side and try to bless them in the other. You got to be consistent. Consistent with your words. Consistent with your life. Oh, but that's hard. Get over yourself. If you're a Christian, 
Get over yourself. Well, you know, I, it's been years and keep going. But I don't see them changing. They're only getting worse. Why are you so fixated on that? Instead of being fixated on the one who is working all things out to bring them to a place that maybe you won't even see before you die. Unless you forget about the people listed in the Hebrew Hall of Fame. They didn't get to see anything they were hoping for and walking by faith in. <laughs> they died even before it came to pass. But you know what they did? They lived believing. You couldn't tell them anything different. They lived it. They lived it. So these weird things that we're peddling out there to people, no, no, you just got to be consistent. You got to stop being moved by every thing that comes at you. Oh, what do I do? I get unstable with everything. Well, then repent. God, again, it's his loving kindness that draws you to repentance so you'll stop acting like a fool. One who believes there is no God. Like, oh, God, forgive me. God, I'm back at it doing it myself, looking at it through my own eyes, my own strength. Oh, just trying, just pressing. <laughs> God, help me to... Lay it down and not pick it back up. Thank you, Lord. See, there's a way to pray. There's a way to intercede. Some of the Bible says that we are to be praying without ceasing. Your prayer time is just not when you gather with the saints. Your prayer time is not one, maybe 10 minutes that you do in the morning or a minute at the table. Your lifestyle is your prayer life. Just praying all day. Just going through the day. You're a new creation. All things are new. You're to, and in that newness and in this transformation, like it's everything about you. It's like you learn new life skills. You once were a bum, you're no longer a bum. Where you're just taken from people. No, you're going to learn to start contributing. Contributing. You once were a liar, but no, you're no longer lying. You're going to learn to start speaking truth. You once were a thief, but you're going to quit stealing. You once were a manipulator, always trying to control, manipulate everything and anyone around you, just so you can have some type of control. Oh no, not any longer. See, you're learning to be different. You're learning to understand, wow, wow, Lord, you've called me out. I'm this new creation. Holy Spirit, you've distributed gifts to the church. You've already equipped me with these good works to do for your kingdom. Even before you placed me in my mother's womb, you knew me. You formed me. You created me. Good works to do. So I'm not depending on myself to do it. But God, I'm depending upon you. So help me each and every single day. Because I'm never going to arrive on this side. But until then, I don't want to use that as an excuse just to lay down my mat again. But I want to keep walking. 
So my confidence is in Christ. It's not in myself. You've begun this work in me, and I know that you're faithful to complete it. You say that you will not neglect the work of your hands, and God, I know I'm the work of your hands because I wouldn't have chosen this for my life because I would have never in myself chose you. Because in that nature that I was once in, that nature of rebellion, it was just about me, myself, and I. But that's no longer who I am. Though it may want to try to rise up within me, I know who he is. And he has no access because of Christ in me. So I don't know how you're talking to yourself or how you're living. (laughs) But I'm telling you, as the days are getting darker and darker and darker and darker on this earth, (laughs) and then we're told that people are going to start following doctrines of demons, not the people of the world, (laughs) people sitting in the churches. Lest you forget the letters that were written to the churches wasn't exposing what was happening in the world. It was exposing what was happening among the church. We already know what the world does. You get a bunch of holy people gathered together. (laughs) And not all of them. My goodness, the wolves who've been in the sheep clothing from the pulpits, oh, their fangs are beginning to show. (laughs) And I keep telling y'all, it's the most craziest thing. Solid ministers who've been preaching solid biblical truth for years. Next Sunday morning, they step up and all of a sudden they got a whole different gospel. And I don't know if you watched it. I don't know if you've heard of it. I don't know if you know what's going on in churches. But the congregation, they sit there mesmerized as if they're receiving a new revelation. And some of these, some of these denominations, they don't believe in divine new revelations, <laughs> which we ought not to because that's all the revelation we need. But they've been adding it over the years. I mean, solid biblical men. All of a sudden, the congregants aren't getting up and walking out. The congregants aren't standing there going, wait a minute, pastor. No, that's an error. No, they're shh, shh. Go to sleep. Pay not attention to any of it. Shh. Enemies running amok. And you think you're just going to roll out of bed. (laughs) I'm a Christian. But you understand what we've been called into. Service of our king. Seek first his kingdom. Are you kingdom minded? Do you know your king? Do you understand who he is? The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Do, 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 have you studied him? Have you learned of him? He's pleased to reveal himself to you through his son Jesus. <laughs> that we might go forward advancing his kingdom on the face of the earth. Darkness cannot extinguish light. So we go forth, empowered 
by the Holy Spirit. Because we're to be the people of God doing the will of God for the glory of God. Oh, trust me, you all. I'm just as much as human as you are. But I don't want that to be an excuse to lay down my mat. Trust me, there's many a days before, when my eyes open that I don't want to have to declare God's authority over my life. I'd rather just run my mouth about people and circumstances and all the other junk that's going on. I'd rather let that be the weight upon me. Once I feel that weight settling, I say, oh, this doesn't even feel right anymore. I don't want the weight of that oppression. No, I want the weight of your glory, Lord. Oh, God, I'm yours. Jesus, thank you. <laughs> See, there's a way you talk. Like even before I placed my feet upon the floor, God, I already know what's ahead of me. But greater than that, I already know what's ahead of me. Yeah. Ha! I look up. I don't look out. But looking out, that's not where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. You will protect me. You will keep me. There's nothing that's going to happen this day that's going to rattle your throne. So help me, Lord, not to be rattled when it comes my way. Help me to be able to stand with my roots grounded and rooted in Christ. That I may, after doing all that I know to do, stand there for then. Because ultimately, God, the battle is not mine. It's yours. I just want to love you, love others, serve you, and serve others. That's our, my life. See, that's our life. That's what we all have in common. Before we had the one thing in common, we're all rebellious sinners <laughs> to God's holy throne. But if you're truly a Christian, if you're, my, if you're a Christian brother, you're a Christian sister, we're, we have a commonality, we, we, we have the same understanding. Christ, and Christ alone. Our identity is in Christ, and in Christ alone. And so we gather collectively. We don't forsake the gathering, we gather collectively. Because then as a church, we're to encourage, we're to edify, we're to build each other up. We're to hear the preaching of the word of God. We're to be praying for one another, encouraging one another, not just being takers. But contributing to see God move in this hour, in this generation. I want you to go to Ephesians chapter 4, Scriptures. That I want to uphold. Scriptures you've heard before. But scriptures I want to get that in front of us. It's going to be Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 through 32. And these scriptures are scriptures that I really want to encourage you to apply. Go forth this week and apply. We say, well, I don't know what that means. Then ask. Get discipled. Join. Be a part of. Pick up your mat. 
Start there. Take the first step. But Ephesians chapter 4, listen to the Word of God. Verse 17. Again, remember, this is written to the church in Ephesus. Inspired by the Holy Spirit. Pinned by man. But inspired by the Holy Spirit for the church to hear. With the Lord's authority, I say this. Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against Him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasures and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. Don't live that way, you all. <laughs> well, not nowadays. You're not going to hear that preach. You're hearing, well, if you can't pray it away, then God says it's okay. And I don't care what it is. And I've always encouraged you all. Listen. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. These lies, the deception that's increasing in the church is beyond comprehension. But we know it's to come. But I'm like, what? Yes, we're to pray and we're to be a praying people. Yes, we're to be praying without ceasing. Well, hold on to your seats. Prayer is not your mantra or your God. God is God. And as far as I have seen in Scripture, God never told me to pray my old life away. He told me to die to it. Is you going to follow me? Huh. Well, deny yourself. Pick up your cross, this instrument of death. A horrific death. Lest we make it this beautiful display around our necks. Which I don't mind. Wear your crosses. But really, the reality, do we understand the cross? When he says, pick up your cross, this horrific instrument of death. And follow me. You understand? I don't know how many people I've counseled over the years. Well, I just keep praying. I just keep praying. I just keep praying. What does that mean? Well, didn't you pray it? Didn't you pray? Yes, I prayed, but I prayed in accordance with how the Lord was leading me to pray. But ultimately, praying, God just not going to... No, are you ready to surrender? Do you understand whatever, whatever it is in your life? 
whatever the, the nature is. Like I've always told you, the LGBT issue within my old nature wasn't all that God was after. <laughs> he was after the, the very essence of the core of who I was, a sinner, a liar, a drunk, a manipulator. <laughs> the very essence of sin, the very essence. And I knew even then, I couldn't have prayed away. <laughs> I knew I had to lay it down. I surrender. I don't know where I'm going to go, Lord. I don't know who I'm going to become. But God, if you said, then God, I believe. I want to know what it is, God, to deny myself, to pick up my cross and to follow you. It's not something in of myself I would even create or design and say, yes, I want. No, but because, God, you were pleased to reveal yourself to me through your son, Jesus. And I understand, God, what he endured, what he endured I should have endured. But you loved me so much that you sent forth your son and he took upon him the punishment that I deserved. And in that exchange, he laid upon me his righteousness that I might be in right standing with you. Oh, God. And as I counseled over the years, people say, well, I'm trying and I'm trying. And you've heard me say it because I probably said it to you. That's the problem. You're trying. We make it about us. But it's very clear here. And I love the fact that he says, by whose authority he's saying this? Lest you think that Paul just got up and decided that's what he was going to say. He says, no, no, no. Just so you know, by the Lord's authority, I tell you, stop it. Do not live like those Gentiles. It goes on. But that isn't what you have learned about Christ. I love this. Since you have learned, heard about Jesus and have learned the truth, come on, that comes from him, listen. Since you've heard about Jesus, you have learned the truth that comes from him. What are you to do with what you've learned and the truth you received? Look at the next verse. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, here's application. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature. Created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So, with this understanding, stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you are a thief, Quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good work and then give generously to others in need. 
Don't use foul or abusive language. That everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, He has identified you as His own. Guaranteeing, come on, that you will be saved on the day of redemption. So get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. Mm. Application. You once were, but now you are. But no, I still am. This is... This is constant in my life. Okay. Are you, see, are you a child of God? Have you you been born again? Yes, I believe that Jesus is the son of God and he rose from the dead. Yes, I believe I am a new creation. I I sense God moving in my heart and my life. Well, okay, good. Because then now what you're going to do, you're going to learn to be disciple. (laughs) And to, and I keep telling you, don't miss out on what scripture says. Sometimes, sometimes we're such a stumbling block for other people. And again, when I say this flippantly, I'm not against your little 12 steps. Do whatever you want. (laughs) Sometimes we're a stumbling block for other people. Throw it off. What? Throw it off. How do I do that? By what you've learned and by what you believe. Let your mind be renewed. Because the Bible says, how does he transform us? By changing the way you think. So when those thoughts come, what are you doing? How are you taking them captive and bringing them into his obedience? Or are you still wrestling, trying to be in charge? Expose the fruitless deeds of darkness. Get them out into the light. Learn to live as Christ lived. Don't be bound by shame and guilt and condemnation and don't let anyone drive you there. Because if you're in Christ, there's a way in which you are called to live. Get up and throw off the sin that so easily entangles you. Mm. I mean, did, you, did, we, did we hear? And he goes on. So if you have a lying problem, I mean, he just touches base on maybe just a few things that were probably going on in the church. <laughs> Stop lying instead. See, because you know your old nature. You know you're a liar. So when your mouth goes to lie, <sighs> or maybe you, maybe you stood up and you, and you lived and you presented your false reality and you spoke it out in front of everyone. Oh, but now what do I do, Lord? That people know you lied. What are they going to think? You're, you're repentant? That you had to honor Christ and remain deceptive? See, you, we got to get serious. That's why I don't understand people. I, I really, I don't. What we've done in churches and what we've created, it is beyond. Like, what? Like, no. Get up. I'm sorry, you all. Because first, you go to God. But I know what your loving kindness that is 
pricked my heart to reveal to me that area like, oh God, that's not who I want to be. That's not who I am. God, I want to be one who, who speaks truth. I know you forgive me. Thank you, Father. And you humbled yourself because you always first, first to God and then to others. Like, listen, yo, I'm sorry. I just lied. I don't, what I shared with you wasn't the truth. And so what? Maybe six of them look at you and ra- say whatever. Curse you, laugh at you, whatever. Bye, bye, talks behind you, whatever, whatever. <laughs> but the, the, maybe the three or two that go like, oh, wow. Oh, brother, sister, God bless you. Oh, you know, yeah, you know, damn, that's so great. Like, ah, you see, that's freedom. But you said, what do I do with the others that, that, that talk about me? Why is your eyes on them? <laughs> You're free from it. But, but they're telling others, who cares? <laughs> like, we need to really grasp what it means to be free. I don't care what people say about me from my past. Rather it was 20 years ago, rather it was yesterday, rather it was this or that. I don't know. Thank you for bringing it up. Because it just shows me how good God is. Yes, in of myself, you are absolutely right. But oh, praise be to God. I'm no longer that person. And even if that old nature wants to try to raise it up, I'll strike it down again by Christ in me, by not allowing it to have access. Oh, well, then you're just suppressing it. No, 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 no. It's no suppression. It's surrendered. It's in, it's dead. I mean, it's a, I'm telling you, do you understand? The, that's why I said to you all, I keep trying to encourage you all, freedom, freedom. Why we just give up our freedom so easily? Woo! Like we're just so flippant about what Christ has done for our lives. Ah, not me. I refuse. I, I did that before. I've done, well, well, no, 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 no. Because I say, oh, 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 oh. Oh, no. He who the sun sets free is still enslaved and bondage and yoked and depressed and oppressed and bound to it all. <laughs> the Bible says. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. And I've shared with you. I don't, listen. Listen. I don't discard what people are enduring. Life's hard. They say, oh, you don't seem to be compassionate. Oh, I'm compassionate. I'll walk through it with you. (laughs) But I'm not taking up camp with you any longer. I spent many a season taking up camp with people who just ran me in circles. (laughs) What the heck? I said, oh no, no, God. This isn't ministry. This is chaos. (laughs) It's chaos. Because you're still telling the same sad story over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. But your mind's to be renewed upon his story. So there's a way in which we are to live. And it's like the Christ. Like it's all for him, you all. If we're preaching, if we're doing anything else, then we're doing it in error. 
It's all Christ. Him crucified, buried, and praise be to God, resurrected. Because if there was no resurrected resurrection, then it's foolish. That's what the Bible tells us. But I refuse to serve a God still in the tomb. No. He's alive. He's alive. He's the one who spoke. Like, you understand the God in whom we have now in a relationship with, we have been restored, reconciled back. Romans 5 1 says, Now therefore we are at Not rebelling against him. And how was that obtained? Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Ha! Go to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews 12. Again, scriptures, I'm hoping to encourage you to really press into application. You just can't remain stagnant. You just can't allow yourself to just stay down. No. The hour is urgent. Live for Christ. Die for Christ, if need be. But either way, consider it joy. Remember, your choices have consequences. Choose Christ. His way, His truth, His life. Hebrews 12, verse 1 through 13. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a large crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us, oh, application, strip off. Every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that easily trips us up. And I shared this with you a few weeks ago, so this is nothing that you haven't heard. But the issue, the question is, have you applied it? Because once you throw it off, isn't it beautiful as a Christian? That when you throw off the sin that so easily entangles you through repentance, because repentance is a lifestyle... Instead of, oh, poor me, look what I did. Oh, I went back again. Oh, look. And do that weird thing that we do. That's not what we're supposed to do. Once you repent, once you throw it off, oh, God, thank you for this. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this. So how do we do it? We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in a place of honor besides God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured for sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. Oh, Jesus, highlight that. Circle that this week. When you're ready to throw the towel in. 
When you're at a place where you're growing weary and you want to give up. Listen to what it says here. Think of all the hostility he endured for sinful people, from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. And have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you? Oh, look how beautiful this as his children. He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. For the, Lord's, for, the, for the Lord disciplines those he loves, and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. As you endure this divine discipline, remember the Lord is treating you as his own children. Whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by its father? If God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means that you are illegitimate and are not really his children at all. Since we respected our earthly fathers who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of the father of our spirits and live forever? For our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how. But God's discipline is always good for us so that we might share in his holiness No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest. Come on. A right living for those who are trained in this way. So then, take a new grip with your tired hands. Ah, come on. And strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. Application, you all. Application. (laughs) Go to 1 John 1, 7. First John 1 John 1.7 But if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. There is a way in which we're called to live, you all. It's to honor God. It's to know our God. It's to walk with our God. Like there's work to be done for his kingdom. But he's called you out of darkness. And if he hasn't, then I don't know what you're doing remaining in the darkness. Yet again, you're given yet another opportunity to hear the word of God. Yet again. Don't harden your hearts towards him. Don't remain in your rebellion. Run to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Accept Jesus. And never truly understand the fullness of his love until you truly understand and truly see your very nature of 
rebellion towards him. You're his enemy. Not because he's a bad God. No. No. Because you're bad. And God knows that. God knows your nature. And as we learned on Friday, when Moses went up, and God wanted Moses to let the people know that he is a merciful God. Do you understand God's mercy that is available? He knows your nature. You don't have to hide anything from him. (laughs) He loved us before we loved him. (laughs) It is his loving kindness that brings us to repentance. So why would we keep resisting him? That's why I keep saying, why would you choose wrath over love? I mean, the events that are taking place on this earth, it's all here. You can't make this stuff up. I mean, could we be living out and seeing the prophecy of what's taking place? You know, everyone's questioning that. Well, you can go down rabbit holes on these on Christian social media. <laughs> but it's like I said to someone yesterday, I said, listen, I'm not going to get so caught up in all that. This is what I know. <laughs> everything that he has planned and everything that he has purposed is happening. Now, rather Israel starts being invaded from the north as they're coming up from the south, rather China now decides to go after Taiwan or whichever over there, no matter if North Korea decides to do whatever, no matter if the cells are activated in America, no matter what takes place, ultimately it will. Ultimately, the nations are in chaos. Because they're in rebellion towards the God. That has created them. And they're submitted to the little G God. (laughs) Who's controlling them. Who he thought he could ascend up above the throne of God. Oh, come on you all. This is far bigger than you and I and our little temporal issues. And again, I don't make light of them. We all have our, we all have them. But we got to stop coddling each other. We got to stop being this weird, like, uh, <laughs> like, come on, wake up, wake up, wake up. The hour is urgent. You want to stay down. You want to stay there. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's your choice. That's not advancing his kingdom. It's Jesus, you all. Jesus. It's his banner that we're carrying. (laughs) Let's just keep making it about us. My poor life. My poor family. My poor this. My poor that. Oh, why does God allow this? I feel like when the church was disciplined, when they were told, 
ought to be teachers by now. But yet we constantly have to lay the elementary foundations over and over. We're just being ran in a circle. We can't be productive. I keep hearing week after week of churches' doors closing. The woman in my office is sobbing the other day because her church doors are closing. Well, the kingdom hasn't locked you out. <laughs> Get up. <laughs> I'm sorry that's happening. God has another place for you. But you just act like the kingdom, like Christ was flipped from his throne. Come on. Lord, I could sit... And conjure all this stuff up for myself with the issues that I face every day. But I know where that will lead me. Wow, we got to press into Christ. So I'm not saying anything to you I don't say to myself. That's why I always encourage you. Don't go out there, you know, presenting something that you yourself aren't living. Because then people are going to notice that. And you're going to be like, oh. Live it out. As you're speaking it forth. Because it's your truth. Because it's ultimately his truth. I don't have to be sorry for him. I don't have to, I don't have to be sorry for his plan. And his purpose. I don't have to I try to appease all the little gods out there. I don't offend anyone. They hated him. <clears throat> We're told they're going to hate us. We're told that even in the end, the days before he returns, that the church is going to be pushed out of the world system. We're not going to be, you know, embraced. In fact, it's going to become more like a graveyard. But gospel will still go forth <laughs> because there's still going to be Christians. There's going to be those that God has <laughs> rebirthed and you can't keep them silent. They're not going to, to turn and run back. No, no. They're different people. They live differently now. They're talking differently now. They're moving differently now. They're loving the Lord their God with all of their heart, with all of their soul, with all of their mind, with all of their body, with all of their strength. They're growing. They're maturing. They're not letting their setbacks to be that which defeat them. No, they're just learning to to be (laughs) step-ups. They're not looking for the best life now. They're not looking for the 12 steps to the blessing success. (laughs) They already confirmed. Listen, 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 listen. I, (laughs) I don't need to say have the 12 steps to my best life now. Because one thing I already have secured within me is I am blessed in my goings and in my comings. Because I'm a child of God. Well, your circumstances don't look blessed. Well, that's sad for you because you're looking still at the temporal. <laughs> if I'm thinking my blessings is of the dust, here today and gone tomorrow, what kind of blessing is that? 
No, no, I'm talking about the blessing like you can't even comprehend. <laughs> the security in which I have to know. And that's why I keep telling y'all why we keep putting our hope and our, and our, and our, and our identities in dust and in relationships and, and possessions and positions and all of this stuff. It's dust. It's dust. And the accumulation of dust is not my blessing. If that's what you want to consider your life blessed, well, blessed be to God. <laughs> but oh no, as a believer, <laughs> I can walk with the confidence. I can walk with confidence, not in pride or arrogance, but in humility. God is for me. He's not against me. The favor of God rests upon me. In and out of every different season that I may face. And the same promises will hold true for you if you're truly a child of God. That's why I keep trying to say, I don't know why if you're sitting here, if you're listening online or listening to the podcast later, and if you're not a Christian, I don't know what keeps you and why you keep resisting him. And I don't understand if you're one of these Christians that are just sitting among the church pretending like you're a Christian because poof, I said a prayer one day. I did all the steps, <laughs> said a prayer, I got baptized, I did the, the courses, I, you know, I do this, I gave, I do that, and I do this, and I do that, I do this, and oh, look at me, I'm a Christian. And you've made it all about you. Right, Carrie? Huh. Carrie gave me a list of her pedigree when I first met her. I said, well, Carrie, where's Jesus? She yanked her neck back out all the fender. Well, God, how you listed everything you did. But you never once. Jesus. Did you, you never once mentioned that you reckoned yourself a sinner. Change their life. The beautifying work of Christ in an individual who surrenders their life. That's for all of us who are in Christ. But you know how many years Carrie was around people who just that Carrie be Carrie? Think about the people in your life. They're Christians! On whose, on whose standard? Man's or God's? There's work to be done, you all. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. That's why we must pray to the Lord of the harvest to send forth the laborers, effective laborers, that will go forth and proclaim the good news of the Lord. Amen who love people enough. You know? will be able to know their God, to know who they are. It changes you, you all. 
That's why when I'm out there or I'm talking to people, that's why I'm praying. I have, I'm praying with people at work. Like, I'm ready to get back out on the streets. Like, like I'm like, God, there's such a hunger. There's something you're birthing within me. And this, my friend Nick the other day and I were praying. He's like, oh, man, Rob. You know, he's laying hands on me, just praying for me. Like, God, you, you're, 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 you're stirring him up. Because I'm like, God, the, the, world, is, the world needs truth. <laughs> we need to be out there. Living. Sharing, engaging with people, building relationships with people. I don't have to go hit them over the head the first time I meet them with the Bible. I don't have to demand them, you know, pray to sit a prayer. I just want to get to know people. I want to interact with people. Like I used to when I was on the streets. And the relationships that I built and formed with people who were the hardest of sinners. Some of them came to Christ, some didn't. But you know, there is a level of respect I have for them and they have for me. I don't let their gods dictate my life. I don't appease their gods by shunning Christ. Let's, let's hide Christ. <laughs> no, I want to hear about their gods. I'm not intimidated. Why, why are we intimidated by people? Why are we angry at people? Reached out to a good friend the other day who, who's in the lifestyle. She was on my heart. I haven't talked to her in years. I said, Lord, it's going to be weird just reaching out and talk to her in years. But I said, Oh, she's been on my heart. I said, Okay, Lord, I'm just going to send her a message. Oh, Rob, it's so good to hear from you. Oh, I miss you. Love you. Uh, you know, thanks for thinking of me. Is there, are you okay? I'm like, Oh, yes, I'm okay. So you've just been really heavy on my heart. She was there at the beginning of all this taking place in me. She was, you're still doing good. She was like, just, I really like seeing your post and seeing your family. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I said, you doing okay? Well, you know, life. So if you ever need anything, if you're ever in Orlando, you stop in and you come see me. Oh, yeah, I need one of your hugs, Rob. I said, well, moms are ready for you. Because I know I'm going to have a conversation with her. I know it's coming. I can hear about her lifestyle. I'm not, I'm not intimidated by her and what she's going through and all that stuff. It doesn't intimidate me. But I have to love her enough to know, okay. <laughs> but you realize you're serving the created. Finding your worth in the created. When your creator is longing for you. Just as I would with, like I shared with you when I used to minister to the Satanists. The message is for the same no matter what. If I'm sitting down with one who's addicted by drugs. One who's just uh, have no life skills and just keep making the same crazy mistakes over and over. It's the same message. What you're giving yourself to and what you're serving and what you're putting your hope in, do you realize who created it? Hmm. And everyone said to the saint, it's like, do you, do you realize, like, this is your God? Yeah, this is my God. Well, who created your God? And they go, what? I said, well, you can continue to serve the lesser power. Why would you? 
when the ultimate power, the ultimate God, is pleased to reveal himself to you through his son Jesus. See, why would you continue to have your desires based on these desires within and the temporal need for this? Like the creator that you're putting everything in. That's what you're worshiping. And that's what keeps leaving you empty, lost, broken. And that longing within the depths of you of just wanting to feel secured. Oh, I know the one who can satisfy that. I don't know how you're talking to people. I don't know if you're building relationships. Not quite sure what you're doing. <laughs> One thing I know, if you're not in Christ or if you're just holding a form and playing this weird church thing that people play, like, I pray that you would wake up. I pray that you would be shaken to the very core of your being. <laughs> and that you would look up and call upon the name of Jesus and be saved. I'm going to close. Ah. <sighs> and get to everything I had today, but praise the Lord. I will close with this. The identities in Christ. I started this a few weeks ago. Three identities a week. Your identity as a believer in Christ. In Christ. And again, these identities are not for people who aren't in Christ. I know we like to give them to people. I mean, I want you to go through this week. And first and foremost, if you're going through a whole week, and you're not sharing Christ. Something's wrong. Well, I'm not a preacher. I'm not an evangelist. Oh, you got more excuses. <laughs> but you're called. You're called. And you're to be sharing your faith. Why are you cowering down? <clears throat> well, don't put that burden on me. Oh, I don't. Christ does. <laughs> and just so you know, his burden isn't heavy. <laughs> so why are you making it heavy? I mean, come on, we gotta wake up. We gotta wake up. We're out there. And then you got and then if you are sharing, please use discernment and ask to ultimately your life has to you have to ask, because you can't just go do it in your own self. Like you have to ask the Lord, you have to ask the Holy Spirit. How do I approach this person? How, how do I walk this out? How, you know, like I, because you, because if you start thinking, you, you start stepping in and you're just doing it, and you, oh, you're going to make a mess of things. But you should be out there. But you have to start listening to how you're sharing. Because if you're giving them the benefits of the kingdom, before you introduce them to the king, you're of the devil. Oh, don't say that, Pastor. Oh, but I will. I'll call you out. And you say, well, how dare you? No, how dare you? Well, who do you think you are? I'm a child of God. And my God, Jesus, when he was on this earth, he looked at the religious leaders. He says, oh, you go far to win converts, but you make them twice as much the son of hell as you. Those are Jesus' words to a bunch of religious people. We can't be out there peddling the benefits of the kingdom. 
Well, you know, God wants to bless you. God wants to pay your rent. God wants to do this and God wants to do that. Oh, just say a little prayer. And just pedal it out. Oh, just walking at the divine paper of the Lord. Yeah, and we do this weird stuff. I don't know if you do it, but people do that out there. I don't know how you're talking to others. Oh. I'm going to make some people uncomfortable with this, Carrie. You know, Jesus loves you. And um, just, just read your Bible. That'll make you a Christian. There's a lot of people reading the Bible that aren't Christians. You're a child of God. She said, God loves you. That's not true. That's only half truth. God loves them. God loves the world. (laughs) But the only people that are children of God are people who have been born again. The greatest deception the enemy is doing is, poof, you're a child of God. Poof, you're a child. Everyone's a child of God. What's the need of repentance? What's the need of all this? You're okay. Let me go back to the Bible. Because, well, don't you want people to read the Bible? Oh, yes, I do. But in my discussions with them, and in my encountering with them with truth, I want to give them the king. I want to let them know the gospel. I want to introduce them to Jesus. And then from there, his word, man, feast off of it. Feast off of it. Learn of your God. But we put so many things before Christ. And so they do, and they don't even become like Christ. I say your flesh don't mind you having religion either. The world system, don't mind you having a religion. This realm up here doesn't mind you having religion. (laughs) Because to them, and to really truth, religion is nothing but dead works. Feast off of it until you choke. But be born again. relationship with the living God my identity has changed to a child of God so then now what then utilize what we've been given know the identities grow but we can't just hang them out here first and leave him back there so three identities if you're truly in Christ that you can go forth this week grounded in 
and apply them to your, to your life. From Galatians 3, verse 13 through 14. You are an heir to the blessing of Abraham. And Deuteronomy 28, 13 through 14. You are observing and doing the Lord's commandments. This is, this is your identity now. And then Deuteronomy 28, verse 6. You are blessed coming in and going out. This is who you are. This is how you can live. And honoring your God. Because you know who He is. See, that's where you start first. So I, months ago, we went through that. Like truly understanding. We can't learn our theology from the world. We can't learn our theology from this realm. We surely can't learn our theology from this flesh. That's <laughs> a complete rebellion towards Him. No, we need Him to be God. <laughs> he wants to reveal Himself. But we cannot strip him down and make him so common. <laughs> that his message is of no value. And his blood we just stomp on and trample as if there's no power. He's got you all. Jesus. Jesus, you all. Amen. There's no other name. No other name by which man, the created being, can be saved. He's the only way. He's the only truth. He's the only life. He's Jesus, you all. And oh, how I pray that you know him. I'm going to close this with this last song, and then I'll close this in prayer.
know what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe. And according to his might, the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead, and he set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, he's far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but in the world that is to come. And God has put all things under his feet and given him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness which filleth all in all. Father. <laughs>